So if you flip the page, we have Jesus saying the same thing. When Jesus says it, is that more important? <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Okay, now that's a big theological thing. It'll be, stu- it'll be stuck in your head all day. No, uh, the Word speaks. But when Jesus says it, everything comes from His, you know, He's the one. He is the Word. Everything proceeds from Him. So um, we've been walking slowly through His, his sermon, uh, the Sermon on the Plain uh, in, in Luke. And I was, trying to, I was trying to get further down the road, try to get a, a big chunk here, but this is as far as I could get today, was this. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. I really wanted to get further than that. And it's because I wanted to get further than this. Because you know, Jesus comes right out the gate with the hardest thing that can ever be done. Now, why would he do this? Why would he say, first of all, are you, you who are listening? Anybody listening today? You know? Because some people were there and they weren't listening. They were like, I'm not going to listen to this. And especially this next part. Love your enemies. Now, why does he go right there? Wouldn't it be nice? I, I, I mean, wouldn't he, he be a better preacher if he's like me? <laughs> kind of ease you in. He's like, love your children. <laughs> love your significant others. Love your neighbor. He goes right to the end. Love your enemies. Uh-oh. Why does he do that? It just strikes me as like, one, that's really hard, but two, if you get to love your enemies, that's like the lowest point. Like that's as far as you could possibly go, which means it includes everybody else, right? It includes the people you live with. It includes your kids. It includes your neighbors. Now, how many know it's hard to love your neighbors? Huh? How many knows it's hard to love people in your own household from time to time? Has anybody ever gotten mad at somebody in their house this week? Uh, (laughs) So Jesus takes us all the way down and says, listen, I need you to love your enemies. I want to take you as far as the gospel takes you. What? Yeah, because the, the, the sermon before this is, you are blessed... When you know that it's only by the grace of God that you see God. You're blessed when you realize you've got nothing to bring to the table. And you fall down before God and you say, Lord, I got nothing. And he says, you're ready. You're ready for the blessing. Because only those that understand they've got nothing can receive everything, can receive the grace of God. Now, how many here in the room have received the grace of God? Go ahead. You've you've actually allowed God to love you enough to say, you're a sinner, but I'm going to repay you 
with grace. See, you didn't see that in that scripture. If you're, it says, it is mine to avenge. I will repay. And he, re, and he puts all of your sin and my sin on the back of Jesus. I will repay. No, I'll pay. Isn't that crazy? So, hold on. I had to take you there first because you can never love really anyone until you've received the love of God and, and understood the whole picture that you were loved before you deserved it. Okay, so Jesus is kind of presupposing there's already a profound conversion happening in these people's lives. Are you guys with me? Are you listening? Okay, now, when I was reading this at first, I'm I'm like, ah, I don't like this. As, As Gio said, man, revenge movies are my favorite. War movies, let's blow them up. Let's, let's destroy everyone, you know? I mean, anybody against... I mean, even as countries, we do this, right? It's like, how many remember... Well, you guys have all been around for a few wars, right? And, and the first thing we do, something happens. Let's just say somebody flies a plane into a building. Bad. It's like, okay, let's go and, and destroy that country. Let's just blow it to smithereens. How's that working out for us? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> as as the, the middle class collapses, as we all become poor, <laughs> as, we, as all they become poor. That doesn't work, does it? Jesus was saying, hold on. I need you to do it the gospel way. Uh, I'll, st- I'll stay out of politics here a little bit. Well, because it, 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 the, the world stage explains all of this for us, doesn't it? Is that every time we go to war on, you know, as a response to being hurt, it ends up hurting us more, which is what Jesus is saying here. I forget who said it when we were reflecting, but, uh, oh, it was Doug. But when you realize that being graceless actually affects you, more than the other person, then you understand what Jesus is talking about. Okay, so Jesus gives us four commands. Ready? Now, now let, let's. Which person do you want to not like today? Is there anybody that's in your life right now? You're like, I'm not liking this person. Anybody? Uh, okay, at least Dennis has a coworker. All my coworkers love me, and I love them, and we're just in perfect harmony, right? Okay, just just checking, just checking. Um, but when we're when when there's an offense in our life, the, the, what is the first thing we want to do? Anybody? We want to lash, lash back. We want to we want to make it even. And unfortunately, if we do that, it doesn't make it even, does it? I mean, even if Maureen wins the argument, does that enhance the, ro- <laughs> the romantic relationship that you newlyweds are experiencing? <laughs> no. Because Jesus says, no, let's not do it that late. Let's do it the opposite. Okay. So he says this. So I want you to love them. 
Now, what does it mean to love a person? All right, we'll cover that. But let's just talk to them. To treat them like God treats us. How does God treat us? All my life you have been faithful. Okay, oh, good. Oh, you love me. You love me, Lord. Okay. Uh, well, I love you, Lord. But how, how is it that God treats us? He treats us with, of course, kindness, with grace, uh, even when we're at our worst. In fact, Romans 5.10 says, For while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to Him through the death of His Son. Okay, so what does love do? Love goes beyond, doesn't it? And says, I'm going to reconcile no matter what. Okay. God's love is gentle, right? Of course it's forgiving, right? Uh, the, the fruit of the Spirit. Let's just think about that for a minute. Love, it's joyful, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. Yes. Okay. Because Jesus is reminding them the only way anybody is going to see God is when we reflect Him. Right? I mean, Jesus says later, He says, uh, you, they will know you are Christians by the, uh, your love for one another and, and, and how you're treating. So the, the important part of the gospel because that's what it's all about. If somebody takes all your stuff and then you go to heaven, what happens? You go to heaven. Okay. If, I mean, no matter what happens in this life, see, we're trying to hold together this life. If somebody steals from us, man, we get really mad. I told you about my neighbor. He goes outside one morning and I'm making coffee. And he turns his car on and it's really loud. And I go out there. I'm like, what's up? Somebody stole my catalytic converter. That happens like every day on my street. <laughs> I don't know where you guys are living. Uh, this is San Jose. Um, but, they, you know, people steal stuff. And he was really mad. And he, and he goes, do you have any cameras on your house? And, and I go, no, I got no cameras, man. But what are you going to do? It's like, here's a guy. Got your catalytic converter. Cool. All you can do, I mean, maybe turn him into the cops or whatever. God will repay. But... When you're violated, and this has happened to all of us, anybody ever, anybody steal anything from someone or been stolen from? Anybody? How's it make you feel? It's like, man, you took my stuff. Totally vulnerable. Man, I hate that. And yet, Jesus says, in light of all that God's done and in light of eternity, are you going to worry about that catalytic converter? Going to be in heaven still stomping it out? God would get that guy. And maybe he will. But as we reflect the Lord. Now, now this is really bad. I'm, I stop in the middle of my message going, oh no, if I speak this, then God will test me. Has this ever happened to you? Yeah. Okay, anyway. Fear not, for the Lord is with you. And may my catalytic converter be on my car when I get home. Okay, 
Huh? <laughs> That's right. Get a Prius. Don't worry about it. All right. All right. So where was I? So so love them. So the the, the command of love is is part of this. Jesus is saying, if you're a follower of mine, we act like God acts, and God acts the opposite of how we normally immediately react. Okay. So it says love them, and then it says to serve them, and this is one of the best ways that we can. Serve someone is what Maria talked about, is by forgiving people. Isn't it great when you screw up and somebody comes to you and says, I forgive you? Isn't that a good feeling? Because you know how it is. I mean, I make a lot of mistakes. Anybody? Anybody else make, make, make mistakes? And, and you're walking around with your head held down. You're like, I hope, I hope nobody says anything. And they come to you. In fact, the, the other day I had a person, a staff member, come to me and, and talk to me and, and say, well, I hope you didn't, you know. Anyway, it was a thing, a little thing. But it was nice to be forgiven. And one of the best ways we can serve each other and others, remember, it doesn't, it's not just our enemies. We're looking at our enemies, but it's really the people who are closest to us that we're most going to have to interact with, right? You guys with me? All right, so serve them by forgiving them. So this is where we'll stop for De- Dennis to let his, his co-worker go. <laughs> I'm not digging on you, man. <laughs> okay. Because, see, we, we cover something like this, and we're like, oh, man, that sounds good. Isn't it a good message on loving your enemies? But what about forgiving those that we're most close to. So here's where we stop. Because the most important thing that you could actually do today is let someone go that you've been holding something against. It's like the whole gospel. When it says, love your enemies, that's it. Okay, so shall we? Let's just stop. This is the course of life, and we need to do it faster. But if anybody comes to mind that you need to let go, and forgiveness is, is basically saying, no one owes me anything, that we would just stop and we can name them before the Lord. You know this person that we're holding stuff against. Might be close, might be far. Uh, Lord, we forgive them because you have forgiven us. Lord, it's always based on receiving way more grace than we deserved ever. And so we let those people go, Lord, this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, everybody do that? Okay, now you're clear. If it comes up again, you're on your way home, you're going now, I'm mad at that person again. Then you say, Lord, I forgive them again. I serve them with forgiveness, the same way that you serve me with forgiveness. And then, of course, you can always practically serve them. Do you, anybody have any enemies that you can think of? Like, this guy's my enemy. Well, probably most of us don't. But is there someone that has hurt you? When they hurt you, you do what he was talking about in that movie. You make them the hero of your life. 
Which leads us to the third thing is, is to bless them. Jesus says, do good to those that hate you. Bless them who curse you. Ouch. Bless them. What does that mean? It means looking at them and say, I want the best for your life. I want the best for you. Isn't that great? Because when you do something dumb, don't you wish somebody would come along and say, I still want the best for you? This is hard, isn't it? It's easy when you're just talking about it. But today, you'll probably have an opportunity to say, hold on a second. I have to bless this person? We always laugh about traffic. What would happen if every time somebody offended us in traffic or at work or at school or that we just said, bless you, I want the best for you. I saw a guy today. I was like, dude, you're driving a little crazy. And I was going, the message, bless that guy. Pray that he gets wherever he's going because he might be dead and maybe killed a couple other people. He was that crazy. Um, right? But how often is that our first reaction? It's usually our last reaction is like, curse them. You know, may they get in an accident and hit a pole. Nobody? Am I the only guy that acts like that? Okay. Okay. So where do we get the strength to bless people, though, when they've hurt us? Where do we get the strength? See, we try to draw it on ourselves. Right now we're thinking, yeah, how when my, when my spouse hurts me or when my coworker hurts me, where do I get the strength for that? And we always try to go inside first. Psychologically, I'll just maneuver my brain so that I can think good thoughts about them. But Jesus didn't do that. He didn't teach us to do that. The way we flip it, though, is by saying, Oh, I was the one that broke that. And God gave me grace. Now I, somebody else has broken that on me, and now I can serve that same grace back out to another person. That's where we get it. We, I wish we could get it on the inside. The, the bookstores are full of books that tell us we can get it on the inside. Inside, I'm just as big a sinner as I always was. Did you know that? How do I know that? On the outside, you're going, look at this guy. This guy is really nice. It's even my name. But then he leads us to the fourth thing and the last thing. This is where you get it. And he says, bless those who curse you and pray for those who mistreat you. All right. Prayer is the deepest form of love and the place where love comes from. Do you want to love someone? Pray for them. You want to love an enemy? Pray for them. Now, Jesus had just finished talking about this. He's saying, hey, when you're persecuted, I want you to just rejoice. How can we do that? 
by praying for them. How many were persecuted on the way to church today? Anybody? I know, I know. See, we don't experience, we're not, we're, you know, we're, we're in this kind of American Christian bubble where everything is, is good until it's not good. And then we feel like, oh, woe is me. But you know, in most countries, people actually, if you say, they're, they're, they're Christophobic. Even in the U.S., they might be a little Christophobic. Where it's like, oh no, you're a Christian. That means you're a, add, add all the, all the adjectives. Um, but instead, they actually have to suffer for the gospel. The last time we were really persecuted, I mean, uh, it's been a long time since I've been persecuted. Yeah, how about you? Anybody? You told somebody you're a Christian? Maybe you have to do that more often. <laughs> Say, hey, I'm a Christian. And you're like, oh, then you can, maybe you suffer a little persecution. Anybody? Anybody? Don't want to do that? No, okay. Because being Christian sometimes isn't cool. It's only cool if you're a Christian. You okay? All right, you're all looking at me like, oh. <laughs> so I want you to get persecuted this week. <laughs> so that you can exercise this. Because he says, pray for those who misuse you. So prayer is the deepest form of love. When someone hurts you and, you and you immediately go to, wow, I want to pray for their blessing, then you know that you're following what Jesus is talking about here. And what prayer does is it magnifies the mercy of God, which everyone needs. We live in a world that is trying to divide us. Do you know that? There's a million ways to divide. But prayer is the only thing that's going to unite us. Do you know that? When you pray for someone and say, God bless them anyway. God bless them in spite of it. God bless them even, even if they hurt me. And that's the hardest thing to do. Why do I know that? It's because it hurts me too. But if we don't, we don't really, and I'll, I'll start to wrap this. We think that we're doing this for them. That's the problem. When someone hurts us and then we say, oh, I'm going to be like Jesus. I'm just going to bless them. I'm going to grace them. I'm going to give them the mercy. We think we're doing it for them. But ultimately, we are doing it for us and for God. Because as a disciple of Christ, the one we honor, right? We honor his word. But as uh, Doug was saying, most people have other conversations going. People are living inside their heads. And we're like, if I could only get them, if God would only get them, then I'd be okay. And instead, when we let them go into the hands of God, all of a sudden we're free. We become the free ones. The hateful only destroy themselves. And this is why Jesus can say, love your enemies. <laughs> okay. Now, you guys are all looking like, 
all your relationships are 100% right now. Isn't that nice? But part of being part of a body of believers is when adversity comes, we can rely on each other as well. Because sometimes I have bad days. And I wish somebody would come by and say, Pastor, I know you are all-powerful, almighty, all-loving, all-kind. But every once in a while, I need somebody to come by and say, you look a little off. Not, Can I pray for you or pray with you? Is something going on? Because every once in a while, we need someone to come alongside of us and say, I can see Something's up. Right? And one of the best ways we can strengthen one another in what's coming, which we don't know. I'm sure it's all good. I'm sure it's a cruise right to heaven. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Just kidding. But when we face difficult times and when we have adversity and when people steal our mufflers, We're going to need each other. So I want to encourage you even today, if you know people around you need prayer, it's the best way to love people. Okay, let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, that you're the one who loved us when we were still enemies of you. And Lord, you want us to carry the same love to those that hurt us and even those that misuse us. And we're not living in the same time or the same location as Jesus was speaking to these people. And right now we haven't suffered much persecution, sometimes if any. But we pray this morning that when we do have adversity relationally, that one, you would... Help us to reflect back on the grace that you've given us, that we would take that same grace and give it to that person in the same measure if we can so that they can experience the Lord as we've experienced him. And we pray for those that uh, have hurt us as we've already forgiven them, Lord. But now that we've forgiven them, that's one level. Now we pray that you would bless them more and abundantly, more than we could ever even imagine. And Lord, we just thank you for your grace this morning in our own lives. And I just pause for a moment. The good news of Jesus is that God has sent his son to die on a cross for us, to forgive us our sins, And it's a free gift from God, no strings attached. And he's calling many to this good news, as he was doing in this message. And I just pray if you're here this morning and you've never given your heart to Jesus, that you would share with those that around you, say, "That's I wanted to do that. Will you pray with me this morning? And uh, Lord, for all of us, we thank you that you came to give us life, and that more abundantly. We love you, Lord, and ask that you would continue to 
show us how to bless others today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay, may you have no enemies to love this week. Uh, God is good. (laughs) That's true. Wow, that was a response. Okay, pray for one another. Don't leave if you need prayer. Uh, We have a very special chef that has made food for us today. So please, uh, if if you can't stay for lunch, take some with you. If you can't stay for lunch, uh, let's talk about how God can do some amazing things in our life today. All right. For those online, God bless you. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon.